Hey guys, oh. welcome to what is it? January 14th, 2019, almost at 2018, and welcome back to Project Esports. I am back for the first episode, and alongside me I have James and Dylan who held down the fort last week. But I'm really excited to be back, guys. It's been I feel like a month and a half since we've really done anything. It's how long it feels to I me. Mean, I know we did like three weeks ago, but I don't know. After going through a bold predictions, Dylan getting one of them right already, I just wanted to get back in, defend myself a little bit, talk a little bit of esports, and just get going. But before we do anything like that, anything big in you guys? How are you guys doing? Yeah, Dave. I just want to say we did last week without blowing anything up. That's it's true. Wild. Yeah, we did. We usually have technical difficulties at the Yang, but we, uh, yeah, we were fine. For the record, though, for the record. Dylan picked literally the easiest prediction king for this year. What? I I even picked the company that was gonna do it. That was yeah, the bonus meme right he there. He yeah he picked yeah, it was Tempo Storm. It was he said it was Tempo Storm to be joining MTG Arena. And if there was one TCG game or TCG like team that would happen, yeah, of course it'd be Tempo Storm. Of course it would. be. Well, I didn't see you guys predict it, so because you went above, me, ahead of me, I was after there were you. Bold predictions. You weren't gonna say that. I, were you bold. weren't gonna. Your face wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> but I guess we don't really have too much housekeeping today. We usually do all that. Um, I guess the one housekeeping thing we can say is that it's 2019. We want to do more content than ever. We want to come up with new ideas, all that kind of stuff. So if there's anyone you want us to bring on the show, anyone you want us to interview. Any ideas for shows or content you want us to do, send them our way, put them in chat, send them at us on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you kind of interact with us, and let us know what you guys want to see from us or who you want us to talk to, and we'll try to do our best. Obviously, we have so much reach, but if you guys had given us an idea, we will do our very best to try to make it a reality. But with that, I guess we don't have too much housekeeping, so I just kind of want to jump in to... It's really video game industry news, but I think it's all going to have big impact on esports in kind of the long run. And that's a lot of the trouble that's been going on in Activision right now. So we're going to talk about people leaving Activision, Activision being investigated for fraud. We're going to talk about uh, Bungie leaving them. Like, I don't know. What is there one of the three that you guys really want to start on? One of them that you think is more impactful for esports that you want to talk about more? Like, Out of those three topics, where do we go? I think we should start kind of where we left off with okay. this discussion with um, just people from Blizzard leaving and just like mm -hmm. Blizzard Activision just kind of being a mess right now. So the biggest thing kind of going on, I think, is that they're restructuring a ton within Blizzard. Activision is actively restructuring it. And I think a lot of the executive decisions and kind of the overall... Uh, I guess roadmap for Blizzard and stuff they're doing is directly in line with what Activision wants out of them. And I think we're seeing that reflected right now purely in resources. Like, resources are getting getting taken off of Blizzard. Um, so you guys want to just, like, start talking about what's been happening over the past week? Yeah, I feel like I feel like just to catch everybody up and give like a like give like a recap like I hate to say it, like a recap of the week at Activision, you know, <laughs> kind of go from there because uh, yeah, and then like, I think as we go through, we can kind of like pick each topic apart. Yeah, maybe, well, like, guess, maybe yeah. yeah, we can we can I I want to save kind of people for the last one because I think what uh, the biggest one is because it um, causes question to be asked about Blizzard, which obviously probably one of the biggest organizations <laughs> revolved around esports in the world right now is so bungie mm -hmm. left activision they joined on became exclusive partners all that kind of stuff they were very close 
Um, they gave them pretty much the rights to Destiny to kind of publish all that kind of stuff. And this week, they announced that they are separating. De- um, Bungie is keeping their own um, IP. IP. Yeah. Um, they are just kind of going over. They made a huge deal with NetEase last year, um, which is one of the giant uh, tech companies in China. It's kind of a Tencent competitor. And they're going on their own way. I mean, Destiny's never had a huge esports kind of seen anything, but this was a team that worked on Halo at one point. They've announced they have new IP coming. This is a company that could, in the long run, um, create some kind of esports, some kind of shoot like that too. But what I think the biggest thing is, is could we see, or what do you guys think about the idea of Blizzard ever leaving Activision? I mean, we saw this happen here. It wasn't quite as, I mean, Blizzard's literally in the name of Activision right now. But people started saying, is there hope for Blizzard to get away from Activision? Because you were just saying how Blizzard is losing resources and being kind of pushed to the side by Activision because they have bigger priorities. I think it's a possibility, but it's a little bit different than what happened with Bungie. Yes, it so is much Bungie, bigger. Yeah, yeah, so Bungie is like, was really entangled, or, or not very entangled, I should say, with, with Activision. But Blizzard right now was very entangled. So... It is a possibility. They could totally separate, but I think that separation is going to be a lot harder. And especially since they're bringing new, like, uh, like a new president and all that, like they're they're bringing on a bunch of new resources. I don't see that happening because I feel like the people they're going to bring on are more in line with wanting to stay with Activision rather than the people leaving who probably don't like what's happening with Activision, and that is why they're being rolled off. Yeah, yeah. I hate to like kind of just parrot Dylan's point, but he's pretty much hit it bang on. Like they're they're losing a lot of like the core people that made Blizzard Blizzard, like like Mike Moraine. Like so once these people start kind of dropping off in this this core like this core like idea from Blizzard like starts to leave and Activision is basically almost almost strategically put these people in being like, Yeah, you're gonna take over for this, take over for this to make sure like I, I our our goals and our like you know you know morals code of conduct whatever you want to call it um really is like affirmed in blizzard like you're not going to really see them be free of it and, i mean the, the other thing is too is blizzard hasn't been like a company that hasn't had like a parent company in like since like 1990 or something like that like it's like they they've always had somebody above them right so um i don't think i don't think i don't know if they know how to operate like i'm sure they do like i'm sure they would be able to do it but i don't know what to what level but at this point it's like like what happens to the overwatch league if they do leave you know what i mean like i feel like a lot of people who invested in the overwatch league invested because you had this giant parent company um that you didn't really have to worry about because activision has been around for friggin' ever would you make the bold assumption that blizzard need to reform if they were to ever leave Activision, um, it's just more—it's just more of a meme about the shirt. I, that's, I don't expect uh, yeah, answer. Yeah. It didn't work out as well as I was hoping for, but it was bad. It wasn't—it wasn't horrible execution. Um, I no. think I honestly, I no, but that's like that's actually something that's talked about. That's actually something that's talked about is a lot of old Blizzard employees going off and starting their own company basically becoming like another wow kind of thing or like because that seems to be between wow hearthstone and um here's the storm those three seem to be being hit i don't even mention starcraft because like it's you know it's 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 it, no that and the heroes is the same team oh there you go yeah exactly so one team gets hit the other one gets hit and like i mean hearth or uh diablo's already shot itself in the foot so i mean like there's like 
the a lot of I feel like a lot of these project a lot of these teams might just depart entirely and try and you know make a make a product they like. You know what I mean? Like I could I could definitely see that. No, and I, and it was more of a joke. And yeah, I mean you have seen that there are people saying like, oh, like um, I can't think. Mike was the old president of Blizzard, correct? Mike Moraine? Yeah. Sorry. He was he was the old C. No, he wasn't the CFO. Was he the CFO, Dylan? I don't remember his exact title. But there's just a bunch of people making those claims that, yes, these old people that are kind of leaving Blizzard may reform or talk like that. That's just all hope and, like, yeah, it's it's a lot of right now because everyone's kind of sick with Activision Mm -hmm. right now. But, which is kind of going into more problems. And this is why I think each one of these makes it seem more realistic, hopefully, or, like, give us hope that they could separate. Because now Activision is being investigated for fraud. So I'm not able to pull up the article right now or anything kind of like that. But, I mean, what more do we need to say? Is that they're being investigated internally and externally now because of fraud um, by the investors. So the investors and stakeholders believe that there has been they've been mistreated. And I know they're having um, investigations happen to kind of see what's going on there. If they're lying about numbers coming in, numbers going out, anything kind of like that. And it's hit, their stock has taken a huge hit recently too, which I think was another big spark for this. So I don't know how much you have to say about that, but it's just another step that Activision is not looking well. And that's going to have negative impacts on Blizzard as well, which is where the real conversation comes in for us. Yeah, I think if Blizzard actually does separate from Activision in any sort of sort of circumstance, this is going to be what's going to do it. It might not be this one, but if they ever were to separate, it's going to be when Activision is kind of having some big financial problems, like the big business financial problems, like fraud or like their stock takes a huge hit, and they decide um, we probably just need to cut off some of our like branches or whatever and kind of consolidate a little bit. And that's when Blizzard will actually be able to split is when they go, all right, Blizzard, well, either we're going to sell you off to a different company or we're just going to have, I don't know if they would just have Blizzard buy themselves out or anything like that. Because I I don't know the exact agreement that they have, but it it would be something along those lines. Um, It would basically be on Activision's terms. Activision would have to be like, okay, we're choosing to do this because we need to consolidate. We need to like think about other stuff than run Blizzard. Yeah, I just like I just don't know. With the, again, going back to the people they have in place at Blizzard now, I don't know if we're gonna get that. You know what I mean? So I, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, like, I, they have to do something because, like, they have to do something to maintain the Blizzard name because Overwatch is a part of Blizzard, and the Overwatch League has had an insane amount of money invested into it. Like, mm-hmm. if, if they like, I mean, I, I don't want to kind of, I don't want to think of what kind of esports dumpster fire will happen if the Overwatch League collapses because Activision screws up entirely. Like, I, we, you, I, I don't think that will happen though, unless Activision actively closes Blizzard down, because I think Activision could basically catch on fire, and Blizzard could, it does have outs. I think Blizzard true. itself does have outs. I don't think. Activision will bring Blizzard down with it. I don't. I don't think. You hope. Yeah, I Can mean, you imagine I, a world where Blizzard gets closed. No, I don't. I don't. No, no, no. I don't want to think about that world. I mean, that's, the, that's, the, I mean, that's the world where hell freezes. I, I don't even know what would happen with all that. Yeah, just the idea of it is just so beyond how that would go down because of IP and leagues and all that kind of stuff. How that would happen, I don't even want to think about that because that is just a political and legal nightmare that would take 
a decade to sort out. That would also cause probably a esports like recession. Yeah, basically. I think it. I, yeah, I think it would too. I think there would be so much. There would be so much repercussions because of that. That if like it's like kind of unfathomable to think about of like trying to like chart out like you'd be looking like the, the always sunny meme being like this is what happens if, if, yeah. blizzard, if blizzard closes down right so yeah because they're supporting not only so many players but they're supporting so much staff that now the entire esports market is flooded with these incredibly high highly talented um professionals that they just can't get work though because there's so many of them now from basically a lot of the top tier esports so uh I feel like we we won't come across that. I, I really don't feel like that'll happen, but it's it's just it's not a thought to think about. And I guess we've talked about some of their staff leaving too. And yeah, like you're saying, like we even have super high level staff from Blizzard and Activision leaving too. I think they fired the CEO and replaced him with the old Call of Duty, um, the head of Call of Duty. Their CFO yeah, left. Um, they're leave. They're losing. Um, the ex-Blizzard CEO from their advisory role in a couple of months. And I mean, Activision is just bleeding staff too. I mean, really what it was is kind of a three-tier system why I pray Blizzard separates <laughs> out. But it's also really cool to see some of these people that have been involved in esports and grew Activision, grew Blizzard, like been a part of all this leave because you hope that they go on and start their own things, that they get involved with smaller startups that are kind of revolutionizing esports too which is what i hope to see because i don't know i mean when um the ceo blizzard i I can't think of his name off the top of my head left um he was going to go into advisor role for an undisclosed time but everyone figured it'd be for a while i mean this was announced a couple months ago that he was going to advisory role right yeah chris metzen chris metzen is that what it was was? no chris metzen didn't leave for an advisor role he just left because i think it was health and family related Mm. No, no, I think he left and then he went into that advisor role of where he would have much less um, responsibility so he can focus on those kinds of things. Yeah, but nonetheless, they're going to, it sounded like it, uh, they made it sound like he was going to be around for a while and really help and help them kind of grow and be an advisory and just probably make a little bit of money on the side too. Probably a lot of money. But now he's leaving, which gives me hope that this sudden leave, which was unexpected, what it sounds like to Activision, is going to be good because that probably means he's going on to something else or he's just being done with everything. But he hope he goes on and starts his own studio. He helps grow something else. I mean, he's been around for so long that you give hope that some of these veterans help some of these small organizations and kind of take that next step in it because Blizzard got esports. It helped esports get to where it is now a lot. And seeing some of them go and maybe get a second chance to do that gets me really excited. But I don't know what else you guys have to say about that. I'm going to just try not to think about it. I'm yeah. going to try not to think about the beginning of the end and we're going to go from there. there. It's never the beginning of the end. There's always, hopefully, another chance. At least for another, another beginning. I think we're at a point now that... I mean, I'm not going to say we're going to be in a good situation, but esports, the industry, the people in it, would find a way to keep it going even if Blizzard closed down. Yes, it'd be a recession, but even if Blizzard closed down, esports isn't going to go away. Like, well, like, yeah, like, so, okay, the so game, like, one the genre, leagues are based one around genre. the games, but that doesn't mean that these people aren't going to try to find a way, like Heroes of the Storm. Like, people are going to find a way to make this keep happening. Yeah, I just, I like, it's, it, Blizzard just has their hand in, like, a decent amount of esports that it I, it would it would definitely heavily influence stuff, but shooters and mobas like I mean they're 
they're very dominant. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I like, and they're completely unaffiliated with Blizzard, so they'd be fine, right? So, um, and I mean, you'd probably see a lot of like, I think you'd see a lot of Overwatch players going over to like Rainbow Six, CS:GO. That's what I was just about to say. Like Rainbow Call Six would just rise up mm-hmm. in that spot. I mean, I, I don't think it's quite at the popularity level. But I don't know. Maybe maybe That's... some of the DPS players that play like I, I, don't know. I was gonna say I actually wholeheartedly disagree because switching esports is one of the hardest things, and it's... very few people actually do it successfully. So I would I would moreover say no. But it, it has been done. Like one of the Boston Uprising players used to be a pro league player, Gamsu. Yeah, you do. I yeah. remember we talked about that one day. That, yeah. that is definitely an outlier, though. He is. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's a yeah he's a freak. But like yeah, no. Uh, yeah. But to kind of put a pin in that talk of the end of esports kind of conversation, which is not going to happen. Blizzard's not going anywhere. But we can keep pro- uh, praying to Todd Howard that Blizzard does separate. I know Todd Howard is a part <laughs> Todd of that. Howard? Todd Howard is who I pray to whenever I need something in video games done. But moving on to the next kind of topic is all games done quick um, just ended. And they raised $23.9 million. Was that what it was? Two point, no, no. Two point three, two point three nine. nine. Yeah, there you go. You're close. Added a zero there. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I love this event. I mean, last year when this was happening, I mean, there's always one um, in Maryland. There's always one in Minnesota. And even six months ago when the summer one happened, I cared nothing about speed running. And I know this is still even borderline esports for some people. But I actually enjoyed watching some of this. There's a couple games that got me interested. It's all for a charity. I mean, I just love this event. Because, one, it's really probably the biggest kind of speedrunning event out there. And all of it's done for charity, too. So, yeah, me and, me, and, me and Dylan, I don't want to say we kind of, like, harped on it. Um, but we, we, like, we both appreciate AGDQ. But, I mean, we've both been, like, we've both paid attention to the speedrunner scene, like, long enough that it's, like, the hype is kind of, like, lost for us. Like, I still watch it, but it's, like, I don't know. It's just like the memes are all kind of repeated, all that stuff. Don't get me wrong; it's still a phenomenal cause. It's all still great. It's a good event. It's in the right place and all that stuff. And like a lot of those guys, a lot of the speedrunners, like are typically affected by cancer, so they like in like one way or another. So that's why they're running it. Um, but I mean, yeah, like we were just like, okay, the speedrunner hype has kind of died off because you don't really see much speedrunning other than AGDQ. Like that's the big one. A lot of teams have picked them up, but I mean, like. But yeah, yeah, some of the best cringe compilations come from uh, speedrunner tournaments. That's and I think if we're all being honest, this is only on the docket because it's a very slow time of the year for esports. <laughs> it, it, we're well, thirty I mean... days away from Overwatch League starting up, a couple of weeks away from League starting back up, and it's kind of in that hiatus where just nothing's happening. No one's talking. We have Rainbow Six going on. That's going on later tonight. Um, CSGO is always kind of going in other leagues like that, but some of the bigger news-grabbing games are kind of in a lull right now or in the normal season, and there's just not a ton to talk about. Well, I mean, like, even even the other esports, like, like there's not, like, I mean, the esports, like, I mean, we, like, we've admitted this time and time again, Dota and CSGO get overlooked by us all the time, because just because we don't have any one of us that is, like, really heavily into it, um, but, like, even in, even in their, like, markets or their reigns, like, it's just, like, it's results, like, there's nothing, there's been no crazy upsets, I mean, the only crazy upset I can think of at a G2, or at a Rainbow Six was G2 losing the, the other day, which is pretty, which is pretty crazy, but, I mean, like, even the community is like, eh, like, I mean, they lose once in a while, like, so, I mean, like, that's why I think that's why AGDQ made it, really made it. And League actually started last night. China started last night. Did it really? Yeah, or this morning, yeah, like or way early in the morning. LPL just started up. 
I guess oh. there was a there's there's a couple crazy upsets there. Do we know what day uh, LEC or um, LCS starts? Twenty. I want to say the twenty third. I want to say the twenty third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably next. That's all. That'll be head, next though. week's episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be. Yeah. But so with a... that, Dylan, I'm going to hand you off to do our little Twitch Prime gig. Tell them what they can get if they use their Twitch Prime. Yeah, I mean, you have you have Prime already, and you can just easily link it to Twitch, and you get a free sub, and you can just sub to us, which, I mean, it really helps us out a lot, because it just lets us know that you guys support us, and um, makes us look good in the eyes of uh, the game house. The big boss is over there, so we get to keep doing this, and uh, it's always hype. It's always hype to keep going. You know, the channel's going to be having emotes pretty soon, so... Got, and got Amazon is taking over the world, so take your $5 from them and give it to someone else. So even if it's not us, support someone, support your friend that streams, support any other channels kind of like that. Ideally support us, but take your $5 from Amazon because they do not need five more dollars a month because they are making too much money as it is. Redistribute that wealth, please. Yes. Be modern day Robin Hood. Give it yes, to the That media. is what you are doing. Uh, that's By subbing to us quite, Twitch but... Prime, is you are being Robin Hood. Just think of it that way and just make this realize how good that's going to make you feel and really how happy it'll make us feel but, or you can you can envision yourself like a, a stock trader just moving around imaginary amounts of money to help things out and it is very abstract and doesn't kind of make sense whatever helps <laughs> yeah you, i like that whatever <laughs> makes it so that you take your money away from amazon which is our number one goal by advertising twitch prime but the second topic we're going to have for this kind of one is asking the question of why does Blizzard hate Tier 2 Overwatch? So before going into that discussion, I want to talk about Tier 2 Overwatch. These last couple months, I've kind of really gotten into it. I didn't care too much about it. We talked about Fusion winning last year, and I didn't watch any of it. I didn't really care. I was just kind of mentioning it because you were a fan at that point. But these last months, I have watched so much Tier 2 Overwatch, and I've realized how much... Blizzard doesn't give a shit about it. So I want to talk about the finals that happened last night, which was between Fusion University, FU, we've talked about them multiple times, rather it's for their jerseys, rather it's for their FU apparel, rather it's for well, just their plays, we've talked about them multiple times, and they've done really well too. But also, the other team that was in the finals was the Atlanta Reigns Academy team, or Atlanta Academy, which, Atlanta first Academy, off, yeah. I think that's a really good and hopeful sign for the main team. I mean, obviously, they don't translate exactly but it just shows that that organization is doing well and that they're kind of good top to bottom but what ended up going so how the finals work is it's usually first to four so you just keep playing until one team wins four matches well it went a little longer than anticipated because after five maps it was two two with two tied games and they ended up going into a six and just saying okay we're gonna call it here and it ended up being Fusion University, 3-2 over Atlanta Academy, to win all three seasons of contenders. Oh my god, what a dynasty. <laughs> I mean, it, it really first off to go to show how amazing the organization is, and Elk and, oh, I can't think of their other support duo, is 24-0 in their contenders career. That's, just, that's disgusting. Easy, clap. Easy cl Alarm? Is, is, is that his alarm. name? Alarm is going to be it. Kate's in the chat. Cade would be able to tell you every single fact about Fusion University in the world. 
<laughs> boy, the alarm's alarm. His name is Alarm. Um, so I, Thanks, Kate. I mean, first off, this is just amazing. I had so much fun watching all the playoffs. I didn't miss a single one. I watched two contenders. I know neither one of you really did because I was talking to you last night, James. And I was you watching, were Rainbow. watching Rainbow Six. <laughs> yeah. So you hate Tier Two as well. You don't know what I was watching on the other monitor, though. Listen, 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 listen. My contenders team is absolute crap, so I don't watch contenders. Who's your contenders team? Florida, man. Like Florida is like they they have one good player, and that's it. I watched I watch I watch in shame as as I watch him get run over every other time. But like, yeah, no. I I'd probably care more about contenders if Florida actually had a decent academy team, but they don't. So no, actually, do you want to know what would make you care a lot more about contenders? If Blizzard gave a shit? If Blizzard cared about contenders, <laughs> that would make a lot more people care about it. Hey, Andrew, tell them what you were we were talking about in the pre-show that you were getting all riled up about. Yeah, so, I mean, this is not, like, an original idea. I'm not the only one upset about this. But for those of you that don't follow Overwatch, they just released a new short comic based on the character Anna. She's a healer, all that kind of stuff. You're not that into it. But alongside of that, they released a new skin. Um, and then they released three different emotes that you can unlock by watching Twitch streamers. Super cool. They've done this before. They did it with D.Va back when her short came out a couple months ago. Makes mm-hmm. sense to me. I love the idea. I think it gets people interacting with the community. But do you know what they did? Instead of... So they gave it out to a bunch of Twitch streamers. Once again, awesome. But they never put it onto the Contenders channel. They didn't enable drops onto their own Tier 2 playoffs. That was happening at the same exact time. Like, it was all happening at the same exact time. And they didn't think, you know what would be a great idea that would take this much extra work? Is to put drops onto our Tier 2 streams. But no, that would be too much work for Big Bad Blizzard that doesn't care about their Tier 2 scene. And this isn't the first time. I mean, this was a big controversy a while back, too, when on Watchpoint, which is kind of like their weekly show, when they talked about and released the schedules for the opening week and all that kind of stuff, they went right over top of NA Contenders, which happens like a day or two a week. There's so much time being scheduled around, and they schedule it the two hours during Contenders. So I want to ask you, what logical reason does Blizzard have to hate their Path to Pro? Like, is there any logical reasoning you can give me? Yeah, they don't have a lot of communication between that section and the, I guess, the main section and everyone else at the Overwatch team, I guess. They just aren't really communicating between themselves, and it's kind of just their their other project, and they're like, it's on its own, it's going to do whatever. It's still running, so who cares? I, I think that's maybe their their mindset with it, or maybe they think the people who are watching it aren't watching the main content? Like, I I, I really don't Which know. makes no sense, because I don't see why yeah. you'd follow Tier 2 and not go into it. That's like watching semi-pro football and not watching the NFL. Like, not many. The minuscule amount of people do that. Not many. Uh, I mean, I, I have heard of a lot of people watching college ball and not watching... But that's... I feel, I'm gonna, I, I, Those are different I, organizations, though. Yeah. That's fair. No, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, I mean, it's even, like, even people with, like, the CFL still watch the NFL. Like, I mean, like, we, like, 
the, the, you still watch one or the other because it's still more it's more it's still at the base the same sport the skill might not be the same or the you know or the rules might be slightly different or something like that but it's still the same sport right so i mean there's no like i mean i do i i agree with andrew that i think that that margin of people who either only watch one or the other is very very small like i don't know a lot of people who only watch academy league and they don't watch the pro scene you know what i mean like yeah it's, a- it's one of, it's one of those things right so i and- i Go ahead, sorry. And they even have, like, the main teams even have contenders teams. Like, I don't understand why, like, the Overwatch teams wouldn't be pissed too. Like, they're paying money. They're supporting these contenders teams that are getting no love. Like, Atlanta Academy, Fusion University. Fusion University is the best contenders team, especially in NA, possibly in the world. I mean, it's hard to know and all that kind of stuff, but these are very high-tier players. And I don't see why, I mean, they are vocal. Everyone's vocal about it in the Tier 2 community about Blizzard just kind of brushing them off. And they never address it. They never go on. But these teams that are paying money to support these contender teams should be stepping up and saying something. Or they support as well. But it's just, I don't don't get it. I don't. I don't get it either. And like some other, some, even some of the other teams take a, like a really weird approach to it. Like I don't know if you guys saw what the NYXL did. Is they released two of their academy players so they could have two New York natives come on to the team. Like, I like they want this. Yeah. 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 They released two of their players just so they could have two NYXL or like NY players. Just they want them to be local to come onto the team. And I like I don't know. It seems everybody treats the contenders league differently, and maybe that's why Blizzard doesn't invest as much into it is because everybody seems to be getting a different thing out of it. I don't know. Maybe it's because of this massive restructuring we already talked about. But like not men, not much of the Overwatch league specifically has been touched because of that. But like I mean, it is like it's like top it's like top movements that are going. So maybe we're seeing that. I'm not entirely sure. But like even these even the esports movements at uh at uh Blizzard is like like they it's not Overwatch related. So I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know why it gets no love. I mean, I League Academy doesn't get a whole lot of love either. But at least they promote it like a decent amount. The team I find the teams promote it more better like better than the league itself. So yeah. I don't know. But I like I but like. And if you watch, and I guess I don't follow, I'm not very active in like the T2 for the league, but mm-hmm. for Overwatch, it's extremely passionate. I mean, like Thibble, um, that we kind of interacted with, um, they do watch LC Party Game House, all that kind of stuff too. He started a Twitter page just to promote all the stuff because the main channel has gone like, they just didn't tweet about it. They didn't tweet about the finals, which is what the Twitter page is all about. And that contenders <laughs> and community members felt like they had to go out of their way to make their own page just so the channel got some support like see like see like that's a sin man like i mean okay as like we we use tweet deck and like it is not a it is not a hard like service to use you think some some social media intern at the very least could be like hmm, i know like even if you don't care about it i you can you could find an unpaid bl- intern just to work at blizzards and send out those tweets like it just shows that they're not putting effort in. It's not about money yeah. at that point. It shows that they just don't care, which yeah, is, I think, exactly. the bigger tragedy. It's not like they're just leaking money or anything like that. It's that they just don't care about it, and they could do so much better if they gave even the smallest, smallest level of effort. It's it's mind-blowing, man. But, I mean, like again, like this, like for the better part of a half an hour, we've torn apart Blizzard in Activision for making poor decisions and this is just another one this is another drop in the bucket 
This is another. This is another tick closer to the doomsday clock, boys. It's coming. We're yeah. done for. It's. I. Uh, I. I mean, I, I get really upset about this, and I'm not even the most involved in the in the community. There are so many people, so much more involved that kind of work their whole lives around this right now because it is such a passionate community that is just straight up ignored, and it's just. I hate to see that. It gets me really upset because there is so much potential there. And these are the players that are going to be in the Overwatch League eventually. So it just mm-hmm. makes sense to promote your like your next pro players. But, yeah, it doesn't make it, it doesn't make sense that there's really no no love for it. Mind you, there was a lot of public outcry for the for the like challenger scene in League as well. But like I mean and then we and then we heavily praised Blizzard because they actually had like a clear cut, you know, um, way to get into a, into the pro scene. And it's just a sin, but they don't care about it, right? So they're basically in the same spot as League. Maybe because it doesn't make them a lot of money. I don't know. I, I I would love to know their reasoning behind it. And I guess yeah, we'll we'll talk about that more because I'm sure this is not the last contenders talk we'll have. And there definitely be, I don't know if changes. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I I'm fearful for contenders, but I hope it doesn't change because I love that community so much and I love being a part of it. But kind of going on to the next topic, I realize this is a very Activision Blizzard. Heavy one, because we're talking about the head of the Hearthstone esports uh, movement. I can't think of whatever is where he was like the head of esports for Hearthstone. Is what his like official title yeah. was. Is moving over to Ubisoft, and yep. I think this just goes more to show that I wouldn't say Hearthstone's dead by any means. I I, I mean, whenever we say dead game, it's 100 dead game. We do not mean that about anything. But I think it goes to show the care or like how big of a deal. Ubisoft is trying to work around esports. I think we see that with Rainbow Six, and I'm assuming he's going to go work directly with Rainbow Six. I guess yeah, it's, I didn't see the article; didn't say it, but that is what they're focusing on. And I think Ubisoft is set up in a very good position that they can bring out a new IP, they can bring out a new game in a series, and have that built around esports, have it be successful, and they have the infrastructure and the goodwill to do it. So this makes I mean, me really excited for that more. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, like Ubi, Ubi's competitive scene has its own problems but i don't think the like and there is like some public outcry i think the scale is a little smaller um like in comparison to like blizzard where you like i mean there's more of a community to be more pissed off about stuff not being like happening like um uh rainbow is going through a current thing right now where they're upset that a lot of like the like the online qualifiers where they're being casted like they have community casters and stuff like that and the community casters are huge they're not paid they're all volunteers and stuff like that um they're wondering why it would be like they have another account like another twitch account that they can run like the secondary league off of but they just don't they don't run the qualifiers off there so like i mean there's still like there's like i mean there's still discourse in other in other esports just because just because it's not as much in the limelight that being said though um i think i i I don't know like the original like hearthstone originally had a really good like esports following and esports like build-up um dylan like can you can you shed a bit more light on this dude because i feel like this is kind of your wheelhouse more than anybody else's i mean in terms of him specifically like it's it's like a lot of behind the scenes yeah because i mean ben bro was the only really like it's basically him and uh jeff dad who are like or like the big big ones that are like always outspoken and always like in the limelight i i, I suppose and obviously ben Brode's off doing his own thing now um and jeff kaplan's the only one who's still kind of around that's a definitely a, a big public face over there so there wasn't a lot of like i i think a lot of like public facing stuff that he did but 
Hersony's Sports has been all right. Does it it's worry you? Bad. Does this? Does this? A not dead game. Does this worry you that even people internally are starting to believe less in it? That he just got paid yes. better to go somewhere else, or what? I I think I think definitely in esports, going from Hearthstone to Ubisoft for obviously Rainbow Six. The pay probably isn't that much different. I'm guessing oh, yeah. the pay probably isn't that much different. If it is, it's not a huge increase. And I'm thinking real hard. I'm using I'm using every brain cell I have. Big brain. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Ubisoft is North California, and um, San Francisco is where. Yeah, going. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's San we Francisco, and, and this this is in SoCal. So it's not like oh, I'm getting a couple thousand extra just to go to a different office in the same location. He's completely relocating, and he's doing this not after leaving Blizzard and like hanging out for a bit and then finding a new job. It's just he's like, I I found the new job. I'm leaving to go for here, and I think that's more of him going. You know, the team isn't where I really want it to be. It's just it, it's not the right feel for me. It's probably going in a direction that he doesn't want. So he's like, nah, I'm out. Yeah, which I, I think you see a lot. I mean, obviously, anyone that is the head of esports is passionate about it. They want to see the scene do well and all that kind of stuff. And I think we talk and praise Rainbow Six and Ubisoft a lot for what they're doing right now. And we've been, I wouldn't say down on Blizzard, but we've talked about Worrisome. And especially Hearthstone, we've always kind of been that. So, I mean, it could just be for whatever reason. His family could live closer. It could be for a million reasons. But thinking logically, I think that's kind of where it would make sense. I, I think we're down on Blizzard a lot. I think rightfully so we should be down on them for every single esport because all their esports aren't doing well except yeah. for Overwatch League. And <laughs> even though Overwatch League is very good and should be praised in, in like the highest lights, there are definitely huge issues with it. Yeah. But I mean, like overall, that's the only thing I think they really deserve praise for right now in the esports scene. Yeah. And I mean, like, do you think do you think the the retirement of the like the conquest conquest format like may have like may have brought this on? Do you think like he didn't fundamentally believe with that too? No, I I really don't. Like, maybe that was a factor, but I think I don't think it was definitely. I don't think it was. Yeah, like it wasn't. It wasn't like conquest is going. So I'm going. <laughs> I'm out, boys. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that. Um, I mean, Hearthstone esports has always been in a weird flux state, and I think. Maybe Activision saw, and we always bring it back to to Magic, but I think they they probably saw what Wizards of the Coast was doing with MTG Arena, and they put a lot of pressure onto him. Like, listen, this is coming up. You need to compete with it. This is going to be a big deal. And maybe he saw just the the company culture there, and maybe he saw the current situation and was like, "Mm, I'm kind of out. Like, I'm not up up to this task, or maybe I'm not up to the the kind of uh, pressure from Activision. I could see, I could totally see that because I feel like MTG really lit a fire under Hearthstone's ass to be, to try and put out a better esports format. And I think, yeah, I don't like. You know what? Honestly, like, I mean, it's a big change of pace. Like, I mean, and a lot of these guys like to do other stuff too. Like, they like to do like other projects and stuff like that. So going from doing in like you know a TCG um, esport to a shooter esport, like, I mean, that's a huge transition, right? That's a big shift. So I mean. It probably reignites his passion to want to work too. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say it's it's a little bit of a shift, but not really because like it's not like he's a player changing. It's yeah. more he has like the oversight and like I don't want to say like managing esports is managing esports because it's it's definitely not. But there's so much carryover that like for him that's it's an easy switch probably. That's fair. 
And I mean, is there anything? I uh, yeah. So I think that I don't have much else out of that. And is there anything else on anything we talked about? Primarily Activision Blizzard. You guys want to go back and touch on or anything like that? We have a couple of honorable mentions. Um, but before that, is there anything else you guys want to kind of go back, touch on, bring back up? We didn't get enough discussion on. No, I'm ready to talk about money laundering. That's what I'm ready to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, I mean, it, it definitely could have been a main story. I don't know. I put an honorable mention to this because those categories are so close. But, so right before I was going live, I was just kind of looking for stuff to kind of pat out the show a little bit. And I came across this article. I just thought it was weird. I never heard of anything like this before. What? Hold up. Hold up. You were looking through articles? No, 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 no. I bring the content. You sift through it. That's you how this. That's how no, I found this. First off, you didn't even link this. I found this. <laughs> I, didn't, um, I didn't link this. Oh man! Okay. Oh, we try to take credit. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is me. Um, but so pretty much so we've talked about it that Fortnite is pretty much global phenomenon, almost like nothing. And I am hundred percent gonna agree. So twenty twenty is next year. I think Fortnite is the game of the century, decade. Prediction King. No, no, no. So, like, it's not like an official thing. But if you look what? back okay. from 2010 to 2020, has any game had a bigger impact this decade? Minecraft? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? I'm pretty sure Minecraft has more active players than Fortnite. That's still. a phenomenon, yeah. Like, yeah. like Minecraft literally changed, like... Like, like I, I get Fortnite was super impactful and changed a lot, but, like, Minecraft changes video games. Like, it just changed video games. <laughs> now, okay, do you want to correct yourself, Andrew, and say competitive? Because I think you'd still be wrong with that, no, too. I'm not talking think... esports. I still think there's never been anything as yeah, no. pop culture I, I relevant. No, I will still hold my ground on yeah, specifically yeah, no. Minecraft. Minecraft did this like did this whole pop culture thing like like maybe like two, three years ago, and they're still huge. Like, they still have a massive player base. Like, but listen... Good kids grow up on that game. Yeah, literally. Like, I mean, just because Fortnite has rehab camps doesn't mean like doesn't mean it's a phenomenon. We're wow, gonna have those. Wow, Riddle those, yeah. aside, which game you, between oh, 2010 no. and 2020 had a bigger impact on gaming? As you know, see, this this is the problem. This is the problem with 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 this Gen Z, this Zoomer <laughs> culture right here. Zoomer? Look look at the Zoomer right here, thinking thinking that Fortnite's better. No, I, I love I played more Minecraft. I love Minecraft more, but I still think it's a global phenomenon. But that's not what we're talking about. I think it's at totally different levels here. But <laughs> V-Bucks have become so accepted and so understood of what they are because you cannot go anywhere on any social media without saying, enter this giveaway for free V-Bucks or anything kind of like that. It's so huge on social media right now that the dark web has started using them for money laundering. Is that it's become almost an accepted currency for money laundering between criminals because of how popular it is. On the article we were looking at, it was like a 600% increase in V-Buck searches, which probably wasn't that much before of last year. But it has gone up so much because they've started using it to launder money that they don't want to be caught because they just buy the cards, they buy them digital, whatever, and then they transfer them from just garbage accounts for money to clean it. Oh god. Uh, it sounds about right. I mean, it's it's an interesting approach and I'm I'm wondering like maybe because this is so big, that's why people caught on to it, but I really want to know what kind of money laundering schemes in video games and stuff haven't been caught. Well, I feel like CS:GO and skins, like I mean, I feel like there's oh, that's, that's what people are saying. That CS:GO yeah. skins and betting that kind of stuff 
was kind of another one that a lot of people compared it to almost instantly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, like that's the. I feel like for anybody who pays attention to any major video games, like I feel like that's like a direct correlation is going yeah. right back to CS:GO's and in, in skins because that was like that was a mess. That was like mm-hmm. that was a scary time to be alive. <laughs> now, so, d- does it say how much money they're wandered? Yeah, they're expecting to have been because no, I mean, I, I when, when I looked through the article a couple times, I didn't see them mentioning anything, anything like it. Like they're just now starting to catch. On and obviously it's a darker web. I mean, it's not like there's clean transactions of everything that kind of happens there. But I, I would like to know how much money because I uh, like there's because this is one of two things. This is actually pretty kind of creative scheme by criminals, or it's it's a my it's a crime that happened, but it's not a significant amount and it's a clickbait. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, do. I think it might be that because I think there's a ton of other instances of where this could happen. Like here's my scheme, right? Here's oh. my scheme. Tim foil hats, boys, put them on. Yeah. You go into WoW, right? You buy some of those those coins, right? Uh, yes, what, yes. What's what's the the monthly coin that you can buy? What's it called? It is the WoW token? Yeah, that you just buy some WoW tokens with your with your dirty dirty dark web money, right? You trade them in, you sell them on the auction house, you get that gold. Mm-hmm. You work towards just getting your 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 person all outfitted, getting max level, just sell the account then. Yeah, flip the account. Easy, easy clap. Easy clap. Is buy all the good equipment with it. That's easy money laundering right there. Wow. Buy all the buy all the BOE. Put time in. Not really. I mean, like if you just sell it. So you can buy the max level. You can Ooh, buy. Yeah. yeah. Right. You can buy. You can buy the gear with gold, and then yeah. you just flip it. Right. It's a fairly quick process, but I mean, yeah. a lot a lot of the prestige of WoW accounts comes from like things that you can't pay for. Um, but I mean, it, I think it's definitely like a viable option. I think there's a market. There's a market that you can do that. I think. I, I think that like the point I'm getting at is that there are a million different versions of this, um, that that could be happening. And I think the fact know, that I it's V bucks is just the the clickbait part of it. Yeah, I want. I want everybody. One, that's kind of why it was honorable mention because it's probably a small thing, a handful of people yeah. are doing and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But it's still funny. I think it's just always fun little, to bring up, kind of as an honorable little mention, to talk about a little bit. Project Esports doesn't endorse any money laundering schemes, by the way, guys. Don't. But we do. Yeah, come Project up Esports doesn't. Check out, check out, check out Beal Talk. We'll yeah. talk more about it there. <laughs> we only create the schemes. We do not promote them. Exactly. That is, that is the stance yeah. we take. Yeah. But I, there's estate. one more last one. Just kind of for one more honorable mention. And if we really wanted to, we could do like a three-hour podcast a week, just going over scores and sponsorships. Every single day, you can go on any Reddit website, anything like that, find like 15 sponsorship that happened, which we don't want to get wrong. is absolutely amazing. We love seeing all that. Like, we just saw TCL signed uh, like an extension on their deal with Call of Duty, and um, I think a Korean league team made a deal with Mercedes. Um, yeah, the um, be a sponsor there. Kia just signed with L- the LEC, like LEC, the whole thing. Like, the this whole happens thing, every man. single day, and like. Realistically, any of those are probably the same news, so it's kind of honorable mention there too. But I just saw that Puma, which I have not heard talked about much at all, just became the official like apparel um, provider for um, all of C9. Which I think, yeah. obviously, they're probably one of the bigger organizations in NA right now because of how well they did last year. It's going on the breastplates. They're going to be doing all apparel through them. And I just think it's kind of cool that we just keep seeing we've seen pretty much just about every major brand from clothing now, I feel like. And even a lot of shoe brands be involved yeah. in esports one or another. And I think this was one of the last 
holdouts, if that what do you want to call it. So, I mean, there's a thousand sponsorships we can talk about, and you bring up any of them if anything sticks out. But, I mean, like, I mean, we, I think, like, I think sponsorships are something that we we do address and we do talk about because I mean, we saw the first player signed by Nike. Like, I mean, Uzi was signed by Nike, which is like that is like that's a big stepping stone for like, esports as a whole, right? To see these players treated like traditional players and like getting these crazy sponsorships and stuff like that so i think it is good that we touch on it every once in a while i mean i definitely agree like we could sit down for us all like hour hour and a half maybe two hours on just like sponsorship coverage and like what the like you know what it could do for the team and all that crap but i mean yeah there's it's just there's tons of it and it is great it's always like a lot of this isn't a bad thing like this is all really really good stuff but do you know who never gets any sponsorships us tier two overwatch and either one of them. Blizzard doesn't care about Tier 2 Overwatch. They don't care about us either. So we don't get sponsorships and neither do they. That's but not that true. Change. That's not true. Plenty of Tier 2 teams are sponsored. No, I know. I know, I know. I exaggerate. But just imagine if Blizzard actually promoted it. Those sponsorships, that could have happened there. All I'm going to say is that Energy was sponsored by the entire District of Columbia. That's true. And uh, and Shaq. And Shaq. And Shaq. Well, not sponsored. He's he's like an owner. He's an owner. He, he yeah. he's got. But I mean, it's still a pretty big deal. Still, uh, well, that's with the parent deal. company, and I'm saying that some of these smaller two yeah. organizations that aren't academy teams could be getting even small sponsors, and some of them do, but could be getting actual sponsorships and being self-sustaining mm-hmm. if Blizzard cared. That's yeah, my last thought. That's all I have. Who's it? The I, drop the, the drop murder bears. Who were those? Drop guys bears. The drop the bears. Yeah. Drop bears. Sydney Drop do, Bears. Do, do you know about the story about Drop Bears? Do you, you know what they are? Koalas? Yeah, they're koalas. Yes. They're fucking trees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but they're, they're Drop Bears. <laughs> What's the difference? You gotta watch out for the Drop Bears, because they, <laughs> they, they, kill, they kill people. They yeah, kill those people. Those they they are born with STDs. Like it's it's a it's a tragedy. Well, yeah, that's, that's not that's not well how people die, but sure. <laughs> It's just another fact about koalas. I don't know. Yeah. Syphilis, right? They get syphilis. Uh, yeah, I think okay. it's. I think <laughs> this is koala facts. Uh, as we we finish the timeout. It Project has been quite the episode, I guess we can say. But I just want to thank you all for um, coming to the episode tonight. It's always great having you all here in chat, interacting. We had a lot of people, and yeah. Um, I always it means the world to me, especially, and I'm so happy to be back talking to all y'all. But thank you for listening to the Project Esports podcast for January 14th, 2019. Uh, yeah, we appreciate anybody who's come out in the chat, anybody who's dropped us comments on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, we are starting to grow our Instagram. We're still trying to, we're starting to build our, our, our social media mediums. Um, so any any interaction with any of those, like we we greatly appreciate it. Um, we are. We, we just sat down and had like a two and a half hour meeting the other day, basically, uh, like, you know, to, you know, constantly give you guys more and more. So the more interaction we have with that, that's awesome. We love it. Yeah. And you know that we go live every single Monday, 630 Eastern Standard Time over here at twitch.tv slash the game house. And then the following day, we have all the VODs, all the audio up on YouTube. So you can just go to the Game House's YouTube and check us out there if you want to watch the VOD. Um, and if you want to listen to us, which the best format, in my opinion, uh, you can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, every single podcast platform out there. If it hosts podcasts, we're there under Project Esports Podcast. With that, I'm Andrew. I'm James. And I'm Dylan. 
And thank you so much for watching the Project Esports podcast. We will see you guys all next Monday.